Something I've learned lately is that until you value yourself, you won't value your time. And until you value your time, you won't do anything with it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to I Got This Podcast with Lex and MGP. My name is Lex. I've been a personal trainer for seven years now. Martha is my client, and she has been with me for four years. Over our time together, she's lost over 60 pounds, and we have learned so much together. We've learned what works, what doesn't work, and more importantly, we've had so much fun doing it. So join us each and every week as we talk about whatever the hell we want. Hey everyone, and welcome back to I Got This with Lex and MGP. I'm sure that you can guess from the intro that we are on a Lex-free episode today. Unfortunately, Alexis had some scheduling conflicts, so I will be all by myself, and I miss the chemistry of having my co-host with me, but we're going to talk about some stuff that really I've been dealing with and uh, hopefully you'll find helpful as well. Something I've been really thinking about lately is waiting. Something I've been guilty enough. You know, I'm going to wait to wear a certain style of clothing until I'm thin enough, in shape enough to do a certain activity, better prepared before I even attempt a project. And, you know, waiting can be a really tricky thing. It can seem like we're being patient and thoughtful when we wait. But in reality, it's often just an excuse to procrastinate. And I know that I am totally guilty of this. You know, we might be waiting for the perfect opportunity, the perfect timing, the perfect idea. But, you know, really, the truth is that these things rarely just come to us on their own without us taking some sort of action. Here's the thing I know I struggle with. I know that I will never actually be ready never for whatever it is. I am now aware of my fears and my challenge for myself is to stop waiting. Something I've really been working on these past few months is my own self-awareness and self-love. And this is something I've accepted about myself that I know I struggle with wanting to wait, which then of course rolls into procrastination. And it is something I do want to change about myself. There are many things I'm aware of that I don't want to change, but this is one that I have been really, really working on. And what I have found is that if you wait for the perfect opportunity, you're probably gonna wait forever. So instead, I need to take action and then create opportunities for myself. If I wait for the perfect timing, I might miss out on the chance to make a difference, whether it's in my own life or someone else's or just in the community. If I wait for the perfect idea, I might not find it. If I don't start exploring options, I've gotta go out there and looked. So I've had to tell myself that it's important to remember that taking action doesn't mean I have to have everything figured out. And in fact, it often means having to take a risk, which is extremely scary, and being willing to make mistakes, something also very, very scary for me. I've always been afraid to make mistakes, to be publicly seen out there doing something like that. But As we all know, mistakes can be a valuable learning experience that helps us to grow and improve. And that's something I've learned to have to accept as well. With waiting often comes procrastination. And I've been thinking about that as well, trying to make sure that I'm not procrastinating anymore. But as we all know, most of us do procrastinate. And when I say most, it's probably uh, 
all, all of us procrastinate at one time or another. You know, I was even procrastinating a little bit today, trying to approach this solo episode. So I know we've all been there. I actually pulled up a great article uh, published by Boise State University on five tips to avoid procrastination. Some I've not even thought of, some I've already actually started to adopt. But one of their first ones was to reduce the number of decisions you need to make throughout the day. Things like, should I hit the gym today or tomorrow? Should I say yes to lunch with my friend? Or should I just skip lunch so I can get some more work done? You know, should I wear this outfit or that outfit? I think we're all kind of guilty of some of these. And so they talked about reducing those number of daily decisions by maybe deciding a week in advance what your exercise or fitness schedule is going to be. That is actually something I've started doing, um, but I primarily do that with Alexa. So I have that person on my team with me. Uh, Picking out your clothes the night before, huge stress reliever for me. Uh, Something I've started doing during the work week, not necessarily on the weekends. And then this is one that I haven't thought of that they do with this reducing of choices. Choose the most important thing that needs to get done tomorrow and schedule the time to do it on your calendar right now. So that is not something I've been doing. Uh, I might make a to-do list and we'll talk about that in a minute, but that is one um, I have not done. So perhaps I need to start doing that. It says doing this will free up the energy you need in order to stay focused on doing the big and meaningful stuff instead of focusing or procrastinating on the little meaningless stuff. All right. Now, the second thing this article said, they said, finish your day before it starts. They talk about every night before bed. This is something I actually do first thing in the morning, but similar idea. They include that, they call it the OBT, the one big thing that needs to get done that day. Some sort of big task, goal, project, whatever it is, that one big thing. And then they said, make a list of your NMWs, your no matter what's, your non-negotiable daily habits. It could be your workout. It could be, you know, maybe you're reading a certain amount of minutes every day. Uh, you're spending time calling people you love, whatever it is, but you have your non-negotiable daily habits. And then they said your third list is kind of whatever else needs to be done, you know, if you have ample time to get to them. But you don't want to procrastinate on them, but they are just things that if you have time, you can get to. And I kind of started doing this in the morning. I have my have-to-dos, my like-to-dos, and if I have time-to-dos, and I really try to get those have-to-dos done first. It kind of forces me to organize my brain and keep me on task, even though there's oftentimes things on my would like to do list that I would actually like to do, not because they need to be done, but just they're more fun. But it's just kind of created a focus for me and keeps me, especially if I have a day that has a really full schedule, it kind of keeps me focused on that and helps me to put a plan in place to keep me motivated um, on that. So that was number two. Now, this one I love, and I've not ever heard of this one before, but they called it the nothing alternative. And it was coined by a influential crime fiction writer named Raymond Chandler. He was a novelist, and he sometimes had difficulty sitting down at his keyboard and cranking out maybe like a predetermined word count every day, like a lot of writers do, I guess. So his method is, he called it the nothing alternative, was either write or do nothing at all. And when he meant nothing at all, he meant nothing. So he couldn't read another book. He couldn't write. He couldn't go through social media, whatever it was. He had to write or do nothing. So choice A, 
right. Choice B, you can't do anything else. And with those two options in mind, he would most often, of course, start working because if nothing else, just to keep himself from getting bored. I think this one might be a good one for me. You know, Martha, you have to do task X or you can't do anything else. No email, no phone, no social media, no nonsense, basically, which is what I want to do sometimes. Um, They even said, shut down your Wi-Fi if you have to. It's your time to turn it into high gear and get focus. So removing distractions is part of this for me. It'd be like getting my phone put away or going to a quiet place to work in solitude if I need it. So this one I might have to try. I actually have a kind of funny teaching story that goes with this. I was teaching a few years back a remedial geometry class with, you know, struggling students and every day, oh, why do we have to do math? Can't we just do nothing today? Let's do nothing. Let's do nothing. And of course, you know, being the teacher, it was Like, no, guys, we have to, you know, we have these lessons, we have to learn, whatever. One day, I had had it a little bit, I don't know, we'll call it PMS, who knows. But they started with their can't we do nothing thing. And I said, fine, we're going to do nothing. So I took them outside and we sat around this pole that we have in kind of in a garden outside. And I made them like kind of sit around it with their backs to it. They didn't bring any, they weren't allowed to bring anything with them, no book, no phones, nothing like that. And they just sat there and they were like, now what? And I said, you got to do nothing. You wanted to do nothing. Let's do nothing. And then they'd start to try to talk to each other. I'm like, nope, talking's doing something. Uh, One student fell asleep. I woke him up because I said sleeping was doing something. So literally we sat there for about 40 minutes doing nothing. Assistant principal kind of came out to see what was going on. I explained. She was like, oh, carry on. This is a good lesson. So anyway, that's how the, the class period went. Bell rang. I dismissed them. They went on. The next day they came in and I said, Hey, you guys want to do math or you want to do nothing? Trust me, they never asked to do nothing again. So I have seen this nothing alternative in practice, but I've never done it for myself. And so I think I'm going to have to absolutely try it. The article also had a fourth suggestion, which was make your next action focus on something very doable. So maybe just a something quick, easy that you can check off your to-do list. Uh, something to avoid procrastination or waiting is just take action on something. Just a little, make a quick phone call, put something away, just something that you feel accomplished. Make your bed, moving your focus to one simple action kind of starts that momentum, gets, a, gets the ball rolling, so to speak. And then number five, they said adjust your environment. We kind of just already talked about that, like removing distractions, letting people know you need to not be distracted. So for me, what I've learned is one of the biggest benefits of not waiting. And sometimes waiting is just waiting because of anxiety or fear. And sometimes it's just pure procrastination, which we were just talking about. And they're not, sometimes they go hand in hand, but sometimes they can be separate. But one of the biggest benefits of not waiting is that it can lead to a sense of momentum. And we've talked about this, a body in action stays in action. That's one of Lex's big things. But when you take action, even those small steps, you start building momentum towards your goal. And this momentum can be incredibly motivating. It's like that first step sometimes is what causes the most anxiety. And once you get out there, at least for me, that's what I feel, that momentum, which can be incredibly motivating and can help you stay focused and driven. And of course, 
no one is saying taking action isn't always easy. Trust me. It's, it can be paralyzing almost time with how scared you might be to do something. You know, you're going to feel scared. You're going to feel uncertain about what to do next. But remember, you know, it doesn't have to always be a solo endeavor. Seek out support. You know, when I'm feeling that way, oftentimes I will talk to my husband about it. I'm, I'm fortunate to have him listen to me. You know, I've reached out. doesn't matter how old you are. Sometimes you reach out to your mom still and, and ask for that mothering. You know, it could be any a family member, friend, mentor, and ask them for some guidance and encouragement along the way. Sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes you need a little kick in the butt. Hey, Martha, you said you were going to do, you know, this thing. Go do it. And, and if I even fight back a little bit, and that's, this is a conversation I've had, but, 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 you know, I'm scared or what, why, why are you scared? You know, sometimes you just need someone to challenge you and, and let you admit those feelings. And then you go out and tackle it. Remember waiting, that waiting can be a trap that keeps us from reaching our full potential. And that has been a huge realization for me. Taking action, even if it's imperfect, can lead to success and a sense of momentum that will propel us forward. So I'm going to urge you and I'm going to urge myself, don't wait for the perfect opportunity, timing, idea to lose 10 pounds before you go out and buy a type of dress that you want to wear. Take action and create your own path to success. And just remember, as you're doing that, whatever it is, you can always say, I got this. Hey guys, thanks for listening this week. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more I Got This content, please make sure to follow, like, and share on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, or you can always go to our website, igotthispod.com for more info. As always, thanks for listening. See you next Monday.